Hi there, and welcome to episode four of the uh, FM Channel podcast. My name is Claudio Rojas, and I'm one of the, uh, the co-owners and senior recruiters at Alexander Recruitment. Today, I am joined by uh, Dominic Panaya. Did I pronounce that correctly, Dominic? You did, yeah. Panaya, very good. Dominic is one of the, is, uh, one of the co-founders and CEO of Cleanology. Uh, Cleanology are a, an award-winning business, uh, and Dominic is uh, currently a finalist uh, in the, uh, the Great British Entrepreneur Award. So uh, welcome to the show, Dominic. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Claudio. Good to be here. Good. Well, listen, I'll get straight into it. I'm very interested to hear about your journey, really, um, and to see, understand how you got to where you are today uh, uh, with Cleanology. It's obviously a successful business. I'm keen to understand how you got into facilities management, really. What was your journey? Um, well, by accident, really. Um, <laughs> like so many people that come and get into facilities. I think so. Yeah, I hear that quite a bit. Yeah, you do. Uh, you actually either hear that people get in and get out as quickly as they came in, <laughs> or they uh, or they get in and never leave. Um, so I'm not quite sure which camp. I'm still in, so maybe I'll never leave. Um, so yeah, my my mother actually was going to buy a cleaning business uh, 20 years ago, and then that fell through, and um, she then um, got a lead, um, a sales lead, quoted for the business and won it. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's kind of how it started and carried on like that, you know, carried on. Um, and here I am today. Um, so yeah, back in the day, she, um, ran it as a small home business hobby, yeah. um, for about three years. Um, I was at uni, uh, and when I left, she wanted me to help her with the kind of marketing and the internet and Google was in its infancy. Um, right, okay. I think we were about the second or third company on Google paying, I don't know, 20p a click or something. I used to go on every morning and, you know, check the, the yeah, rate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now I think the clicks are up to about 80 pounds. So uh, you can see what's happened in 20 years. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So then I, I just got involved helping her with marketing and branding. Um, I was involved in some other businesses at the time. And um, I was kind of riding, riding a few horses, as they say. Mm. Uh, and this one kind of just took off actually since we since we went on the internet on, on online we just ended up getting you know one inquiry a day two inquiries a day and it just carried on and carried on um and then everything else wasn't making as much money so i thought fine stop and carry on with this <laughs> kind of focused on that excellent so what do you think is kind of what's what makes you guys different to the other kind of uh, cleaning providers that are out there because i mean within fm there are so there's so much competition whether it be on the soft services side or the hard services side how, how, I mean, you're an award-winning business, you know, how, how did that come about? How did you, how you kind of got to the top? Yeah, I mean, th there is a lot of competition and um, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I think whatever you do in whatever industry, there's a lot of competition. Um, I think yeah. there, there, there is an awful lot. A lot of people who are outside London say, you know, I don't know how you, how you do it in London, you know, isn't it like ridiculously cutthroat? And, and it is tough. I mean, the margins are, are very tight. Mm -hmm. And um, there is a lot of a lot of competition, but um, you know we as a business just focus on what what we believe in and what we you know what we're strong in, um, which I suppose is a number of things. Number one is the environmental side of things. We've always tried to focus on doing things in a in a green way. Um, many many years ago, I want a I want a green blue Peter badge, and I think that kind of green blood has always stayed. No, most most people want to know what blue Peter is. <laughs> did, did you did you go on blue Peter? Did you? No, I didn't go on it. I, I actually, I, I won it for setting up a recycling service at school or something, I think. And uh, 
yeah, I, I, they sent me this. I wrote to them and they sent me this badge. And uh, yeah. I remember using it actually at the time, going around to Madame Tussauds and all the places you could get in for free. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, and I, I think it's just kind of stayed in the blood. And um, and and you know, as a business, we we're always very very focused on um, the environmental side of things. Um, so you know, whether it's the products we're using or the the, the chemical or you know our vehicles whatever it is that we're doing we you know is this the greenest way we can do it yeah um, we just recently launched um uniforms made from recycled plastic bottles um so first company in the uk to do that first cleaning business in the uk That's um, and then i've since seen loads of people doing it so everyone's like copying which is fine i don't mind that <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, yeah have an this, that's a good thing well it's quite nice i think i think sometimes people can be well it's a little that, that was my idea but i think it's quite it's quite nice when people follow your follow your footsteps i guess you know yeah, I think, you know, I, I, a lot of people said, I, I was kind of questioning myself, you know, should we put it out there? And I actually said to someone, I was like, you know, do you think we should have put it out there? Because, you know, we kind of want to keep some stuff under wraps. But they're like, do you know what? No, just go for it. Because, you know, they'll remember, you know, you're the first people to do it. And you're the, you know, the pioneers, the market leaders. And sometimes you've just got to put your head above the parapet and go for it. Um, yeah. So that, that's kind of what we what we usually do. So. So yeah, so there's an environmental side and then um, London Living Wage is something we're very big on and we've been um, pushing that for, well, since 2008, I think it's the first contract we signed up with it. And um, we do a lot on that in terms of promoting it both, you know, to our clients and within the industry and beyond. Um, we've commissioned our own research on it. Um, we've done some awards on it. Um, and done some speaking um, events and things. So we, we do a lot on that. And um, and then, you know, we're quite big on, on innovation. Innovation is a big thing in the industry generally now, mm-hmm. um, just in terms of technology, you know, IT, uh, and also, you know, robotics equipment and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that's something that we're, we're very much, you know, focused on as well. Yeah. So what kind of, um, when you talk about robotics and, and, and technology, I mean, what can we see or what can we expect uh, in the in the cleaning sector to, to to appear, or what is there that we might not know about already? Um, robotics is still really in its infancy. Um, it, it's still very expensive, to be honest. Um, you know, you get those sort of really big, like what I call the Star Wars looking machines, um, the, the the floor machines that go on, you know, around on their on their own. They're good for yeah, big yeah. areas like airports and things. Um, is that Daleks? Daleks, you call it, right? I'm not into Star Wars. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you get those things and they're, you know, they're like 20 grand plus. So they're quite expensive bits of kit. Oh, wow, yeah. um, and then you get, you know, the little like robotic vacuum cleaners that go around, um, mm-hmm. have them at home. Um, and that's the sort of entry point really in terms of robotics. Um, and I think, you know, they, they, they are very good, but they do have their limitations. Um, but that, that is an area which I think is really going to develop over the next 10 years. I think in 10 years time, we'll see some stuff that we never thought we'd see. Um, yeah. We're already seeing that window cleaning with like drones and um, you know window copters and all this kind of stuff. So it's it's definitely evolving, uh, but it's still very early. Are there many companies out there that use window copters? I think I remember only, reading about it a while back actually, and seeing it, thinking uh, that's pretty pretty special. There, there's a German company. I went to Berlin a couple of years ago for to a trade fair there, and I remember seeing it. And the Germans are quite big on it. Obviously, they're big on technology, aren't they? Yeah, and, of course. Um, they, there's a German company displaying it. So I, I don't think it's big yet, because again, it's still quite expensive, but it's yeah. a bit like, you know, the microfiber cloths, when they came out 20 years ago, we, I think we were one of the first companies ever to use them. And they were, they were more than a pound each at a time at, at the time. And now they're, you know, 50p or something less. And um, 
you know, everyone thought we were completely mad. They're like, why would you spend that kind of money on a cloth? You know, you can buy a roll of 100 disposables. And now nobody would use a disposable on that. Everybody uses microfiber. Um, and I, it is, it's a bit like that. You know, the, the robotics are, are still very, um, very new. The cost is coming down all the time. Um, but I think we'll see more of it, definitely. Excellent. Which is good because it makes things more efficient and, you know, you can get better, a better job done and, you know, people, clients will get better value for money. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to displace people. Not yet. Not yet, no, not yet. <laughs> so, what have been, how has, um, and just want to touch on it really, I guess, because obviously we, we're, we're all still feeling it, the uh, uh, COVID situation. How has that, did that affect your business? Did you kind of go quieter? Did you get busier? Because obviously with cleanliness now being almost at the, the top of everybody's priority. I mean, how did that affect you? Was it good? Was it bad or indifferent? Yeah, I middle of march it was very busy so we had um for a couple of weeks beginning of march we had um a few calls from clients saying we've got a suspected case and we were doing a lot of the disinfections and sprays and then pretty much overnight everything just shut down obviously all the buildings emptied out um and then um you know like most businesses um or certainly in the cleaning sector uh you know revenues dropped massively you know more than 50 percent um you know clients closed and um you know, it was, um, it, it was definitely tough. It was, it was, mm. it, I suppose the thing is, it, it was just so unknown. It's like, you couldn't predict. It's not like, you know, yeah. banking crisis where you could kind of, you kind of thought, okay, it's going to be bad, but it's not going to be like, you know, the, the end of the world, a disaster. Whereas this, you were kind of thinking, you know, how bad can this thing get? Um, and uh, yeah, it felt very different and very quick, very sudden. Um, so we, we were definitely affected and obviously followed a lot of staff um, and, it's been a sort of slow increase, I would say, since May. Um, picked up a little bit each month, and um, a lot of clients are going back. But you know, if there were ten operatives, there maybe are only three now. Um, they just have less people in the buildings. But I think come mm -hmm. September, people will start. Hopefully, there'll be a bit of a sort of spring. I think in September. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. Probably yeah. not again until until the new year. But I think September will be a bit of a bit of a watershed point in this um but yeah i mean i think cleaning is definitely going to be more important as a topic um mm -hmm. you know um for senior management board level um you know cleaning obviously was just an expense get the best deal and now it's like we need to make sure our staff are safe don't mm -hmm. you know cut corners on it make sure we're doing it properly um and there's you know there's a lot of there's a lot of perception isn't there a lot of staff don't want to go on the tube and if they get on the tube they want to know if they're at work, they're safe. They don't want to know that they don't want to feel like, oh, I'm at work and now I don't really want to be here because they've yeah. cut, you know, the cleaning out, out, out of the, out of the routine. So, um, so yeah, cleaning will be a, a longer term winner, but I think for the next few months, it's going to be, it's going to be tough because the buildings are empty. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, we're, we're in a back in our office and we're, we're a handful of people in, in the whole building. There's like eight, eight floors here. We've got pretty much the buildings to ourselves. It's, um, which is quite nice, but it's also very, very strange. It's a little bit weird. We, I mean, we're in central London, so it's very, it's nice to see the place quieter and calmer, like this, this, you know, central London, but given the circumstances, I guess it's quite, uh, yeah, it kind of hits it. It makes it feel a bit more real. Like, oh my God, this is, you know, it's, 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 come, to a, it's come to a halt. Yeah, big time, mm -hmm. big time. Cool. So what are, what are the, the challenges then? I mean, for, um, a, a cleaning company like like yourself then um, in kind of normal markets and hopefully moving forward. Um, 
what are the kind of what would we say the uh, the main challenges are for you guys <clears throat> over the next few months? You mean mm. over, going forward? Over the next few months, and I guess and beyond, kind of in in, in general, you there's so much competition out there. Uh, how do you kind of just um, stay ahead of everybody else? I think um, <clears throat> there's there's sort of two strands, I suppose. There's a sort of COVID element, um, and you know we had a situation the other day where you know there was a suspected case and then um we had to get all the cleaners tested and um you know there was a big sort of um you know red flag alert what's happening we're gonna have to you know provide cover send them home make sure that they're you know potentially infect other people and so that's a whole new thing which we've never yeah. experienced before so i think we are going to have a bit of disruption um, I think we're going to end up with, you know, hopefully not too many people getting it, but I'm sure inevitably one or two of our staff are going to get it. And then we've got to obviously mm -hmm. deal with that. So it's just trying to minimize any, any, um, you know, risk to our staff, um, and, and any kind of risk to the clients, you know, potentially spreading it, how we manage that disruption. Um, and then, you know, you've got the sort of, um, the client side managing a different expectation. Um, you know, mm. a lot of people, um, are downsizing their offices or, um, you know, they've got restricted budgets because of COVID. So you're having to sort of balance, you know, still providing a, a reasonable service um, with, with less money. Um, and then, you know, I suppose on the other side of it, you've got clients who, who you know, have maybe not done well out of it, but have, have not been affected. And it's business as normal and actually they want to step up the cleaning and, and the cleaning is important to them, um, you know, which is great. And, and I think, you know, the industry is obviously hoping that that's where we where we head, and that people do understand that hygiene is is you know imperative, and want to spend the money on it. Um, and then you sort of got the business as usual track um, yeah. alongside COVID, and you know not forgetting all the other stuff that's out there, and you know going back to focusing on on stuff like London Living Wage, the environmental things that they don't just suddenly you know don't become important anymore because you know longer long term they still are. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, likewise with the innovation side of things, we're just in the middle of a build of our own IT, new brand new IT system. Um, so, you know, stuff like that, I, I haven't wanted to put it on hold. Uh, if anything, we've accelerated projects like that to try and, mm -hmm. and use the, the quieter time. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's pretty busy. I mean, I don't think we've ever worked harder <laughs> in our lives before. Uh, yeah. It's very, very busy and very intense. No, it is absolutely. No, I agree. It's a very intense time. I think I talked to somebody the other day and said, "You all you can do now at the moment, or all he's doing, he works in recruitment as well, runs his own business, um, is just focus on the next kind of three to four weeks at a time, because and just kind of try and I guess um, just control what you can control, um, because there's so much things, so many things going on now that it's it's out of our control. That we just need to see where it all where it all takes us." Um, yeah, and, and, and you're absolutely right on that. I mean, <clears throat> in terms of timescales, I mean, you know, we, we, we should have been planning our 12-month our forecast and budget, but, um, you know, that's kind of been put on hold and we've gone to a, a six-month six -month outlook um, and pretty much, you know, living month by month at the moment in terms of making, you know, decisions. You can't really do much planning at the moment. It's very difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you make a plan, you think one sector is going to open and then it changes and um, yeah, so it, it's it's very hard uh, for for any business to to plan. No, it's pretty insane. It's pretty insane. So Dominic, uh, just to nearly round up, you've been in the FM industry now for how many years? Since two thousand four, that you were doing cleanology, or that you've been CEO at least anyway. Yeah, it's always been 
in the industry bubbling away in the background. What would your advice be to any, anybody who's looking to get into the FM industry uh, or who, who's maybe new to the FM industry and looking to sort of kind of progress? What would, your, what would your advice to them be? Um, I think, you know, uh, of all the industries to be in right now, I think FM and cleaning is probably one of the better ones. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, it's got a, it might take a bit of a short term knock, but I think if you, if you take a, a slightly longer term view on it, mm. um, th there are always going to be buildings and people who say the office is dead and all that. It's just, it's just not going to happen. I think the office will change and I think the way people work will definitely change. Um, and, you know, there's going to be a lot more homeworking, but the office is not dead and, um, and buildings are never going to disappear. You know, people don't want to be stuck <laughs> imprisoned essentially, in their homes. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, it, it's a great sector in that um, it, it's, it's pretty recession proof in that there's always a demand. Um, I think COVID probably is certainly going to, is going to test it to, to, to its max. Um, but I think if you look at longer term, um, you know, London is, is always putting up new buildings. Every time you go to the city, there are new skyscrapers going up. It's a growing market. Um, and, you know, you, you want to work in an industry that's growing. Um, yeah. And, you know, of all the industries, it's something, that's some, it's something that people always need. Um, and, and I think, you know, there's a great pro career progression. I mean, you can see it in, in some of our own team. You know, we've had... Uh, you know, our, our head of people who started with us, um, you know, as a, as a temp in our office is now, you know, in charge of all of our HR payroll. Um, we've got a lot of our managers, you know, who's been with us for 11 years. We've got a lot of managers who started as uh, cleaners, site supervisors, who've worked their way up to um, area supervisors, area managers. Um, and that's absolutely great to see. And, yeah. you know, whether, whether they continue their career with us or, or beyond, um, you know, hopefully with us. But, um, yeah there's a great progression path um and and there are a lot of new companies as well on the block and um yeah i think it's a it, it's an interesting time i think that there's definitely also going to be a bit of uh, a bit of realignment and um i think customers are going to have you know businesses being hit so badly i think customers are going to actually do quite well out of it in terms of getting very good deals good contracts flexibility um yeah i, I think it's a great time to to be in the fm sector Cool. No, I agree. I agree. And I, I, just going back to what you just said about the office not being dead, I completely agree. I think at the very beginning of the lockdown, everybody was talking about, oh, this is going to change the world. This is it. Everyone, no one's ever going to go back to the office. And I think that the novelty is now worn off for a lot of people. I mean, for a lot of people, it's, I mean, I personally couldn't work at home because I've got young, two young children. I don't have a spare room. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, everyone's saying that the office is dead. It's, it's totally not. I think I agree with you. It's, uh, the way we work will definitely change. I think businesses will be need to be a bit more flexible as to get yeah, work from home. It's effective when it's once or twice a week or once every two weeks, but every day for the last five months, I think is it's not it's not great for everybody. But uh, it's it, it. You know what? It's 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 not good. Um, you, you need that separation. Well, at least I do, and I think a lot of people do. You need that separation yeah. between work and home. Uh, you need that headspace, and um, you know that that I know going on the train is a bit of a pain and all the rest of it, but actually just being able to, to, to switch and have that journey, you kind of think, yeah. oh, right, I'm in work mode, I'm going back, I'm in home mode. And, you know, you can read a book or do, you know, whatever um, yeah. on, on the way. It's not, it's not the end of the world. Um, but, um, but I think it will change. I think, I think definitely where people are going in five days a week, they're, they're not going to do that anymore. And I think 
there will be a better balance. I think there was probably too much in the office direction. Probably, I think you're right, yeah. So, you know, these things come along and they shake things up and <laughs> we all learn yeah. to adapt, don't we? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Dominic, listen, I'm gonna just wrap it up now. So listen, I really appreciate your time. Um, hopefully that will uh, inspire a few people uh, in the industry moving forward and I wish you all the best. Um, so yeah, thanks again. Thanks, Claudia. Take care. Bye-bye.